Hello and welcome to Inkspire from Tharston, the podcast that talks about all the different ways that you can help your print business to lead the way. In each episode, we'll cover a range of topics such as the latest and greatest technologies for printers, industry trends, and knowledge that could help your business run faster and smarter. So, here we go. Hello, it's uh, Ross Edwards here from Tharston, uh, probably the best MIS supplier in the world, and welcome to our Inspire podcast, which we decided to launch to help our customers improve their businesses and lead the way in the printing industry. Each episode, we'll be focusing on different ways to help your print business, whether that's by sharing some automation secrets, telling you uh, about some new technology that you could make use of, or even sharing some knowledge that we think you'll find relevant for running your business. Who knows, we might even cover MIS software, just uh, not all the time. So in today's episode, we're going to be talking about the book Start With Why by Simon Sinek. It's a book that we um, have taken applied to Tharston business and used to create missions and values uh, for, for ourselves. And uh, I'll be discussing this today with uh, Tharston's uh, marketing manager, Amanda Newman, and also our CEO, uh, Keith McMurtry. Hi, Ross. Hi, how are we doing? You all right? Yeah, good, thank you. So, hey, Ross, thanks very much for inviting me. Cool, thanks for being here today. So so uh, let's get started. I, I thought that this, this is a book that I think we've we've all individually come across at different points of our business or personal journeys. Yeah. And probably, you know, that, that's one of the reasons why we thought in, in conversations it keeps on cropping up that mm. I've read it and, and you've applied it and you've looked at it and you've, you've done some stuff mm. from it as well. So we thought it'd be cool to um, maybe share what we found good about the book and, and what we think might benefit um, uh, other businesses as well from that book as well. So probably a good place to start is, is what is the book about? Start with why. Um, what kind of an overview of what the, the message is. Um, what, 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 what did you take from that? Um, well, sort of, you know, why? <coughs> I think this book it has a relevance for for all companies, regardless of uh, of what they produce, what service they deliver, whether you're a software provider like ourselves, or whether you're you're a printing company or whether you're a lawyer or an estate agent or whatever you might be. It talks about the pitfalls of promotions and of trying to, um, and the motivations and the short-term solutions to problems. Uh, I mean, in fact, how many times are we drawn into um, try, companies trying to come up with a, a cheaper option to achieve our aspirations yeah. rather than compared to the more expensive long-term solutions, even though the short-term solutions often fail and we seem to find the time and the yeah. money to go over them again yeah. and again. And, and Sinek talks about with strategies and initiatives to actually overcome these problems. So um, one of the things I loved very much about the book was where he talked about something incredibly simple, sort of a strategy that you could, could apply to your organization and that was called the golden circle. Yeah. Um, and the way he described it was, if you imagine a, um, in, in the centre of this circle, a bit like a bullseye on a dartboard, mm -hmm. uh, was the why. And then on the outside of this is the how, and um, the outer circle would be the what. 
And uh, so what this what this means is is that if you think about <clears throat> most companies, or probably every single company can describe what they do, mm. what products they produce, what services they provide. It's very easy to verbalize, very easy to articulate. Yeah. You know, we produce brochures. Um, fewer companies, not everyone, will then be able to describe how they do that. You know, how do we how do we produce those brochures? Well, we produce great, fantastic brochures because we've got some fantastic equipment. We've got a team of uh, extremely cool designers, yeah. and uh, you know we've got um, lots of knowledge and uh, experience, and that would be how they go about it. Yeah. Um, but what he talks about is the is very much the why. Is is that why why do you do what you do? And and when people say oh well, it's to make money, well it's not, is it? It's that's the actual the outcome. That's the result of of what you do. So the why is a bit more fuzzy. It's mm. um, it's got to be your the sort of core belief in your organisation as to why why do you um, produce those um, products for your customers and throughout the book Sinek uses Apple as a as a reference yes. point because he says they they start with why in, in everything they do and I I love the marketing example he gives where he says if, if Apple were to um, to do what most companies do, and we all see it on their websites, was to describe what they do first, yeah. and then how they do it. And a lot of companies will say, "Hey, we produce this product, and how we do it is by being the the cheapest, and we're also the best. Yeah. And uh, because of that, that is our value proposition. That's what makes us unique. That's what means. That's the reason you should buy." our products from us and he said that if Apple were to advertise their products like that they'd say something like hey we make great computers they're really beautiful and really easy to use would you like to buy one yeah but the difference is if you spin this around and start with their their why okay what is that what is Apple's raison d'etre what runs through the core of of Apple and he said perhaps it would be more like we believe in challenging the status quo. Yeah. We believe in empowering the individual. And how we do this is by creating beautiful products that are extremely easy to use. And hey, we just happen to make computers. Would you like to buy one? Mm. And the message is completely different yeah. to the first. So, so the, yeah, so, so the, fir the first example is starting from the outside, it's starting with the what. And then the how, so your what is your product, mm. your how is how you deliver that product or, or service, mm. and then somewhere you might find a little bit about your why as well, uh, which is your belief. But the, the yeah, the, the example there, the Apple example is it's going from the, the, the center, we're starting with the belief, this is our belief, and this is how we do, do that, deliver that belief, and this is what's a byproduct of it almost. Yes, and, yeah. and, and when people understand your why, okay, they, they feel like they belong because, um, you know, we, how many times do we, uh, and, and he talks about this in, in the book, you know, he says when you, you're in an airport departure lounge and there's sort of a bit of a, you feel like you belong to a bit of a club when you pop open your la Apple MacBook. Yeah, the Apple. yeah, you feel a bit good, you know, and you feel like you belong. It says, Something about buying Apple products 
said something about what your why is, how you yeah. define yourself. Um, he also refers to Harley Davidson. You know, people, even though the service might not be great, and I think he talks about how long it takes to actually buy one, mm. it's a really poor service. Mm. But because you feel like you belong to that Harley Davidson club and it defines yeah. you, you buy into that company's why. You become a loyal follower of that yes. company, and it's irrespective of how they do it, and it's, it's largely irrespective of what they produce as well. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I think you, you totally good summary of it, and just it, 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 it's the why is the and the belief is really core to it, and then he extends on that, doesn't he, by talking about we as a human trait, we want to identify with with people of the same beliefs. We want to feel like we belong. Mm. That's that's a, a basic human human need, and it's all it, 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 that concentric circle kind of runs parallel to um, how your brain is structured almost, that you've got your, your neocortex, which is your, your rational part, and, and, and there's the, the facts, the factual reasons, but actually what makes your decisions is the, the limbic part. Yes. And, and, and he extends on it and says, so that's your why, that's why you've got to have your why, because you identify with beliefs, because there's only two ways you can change uh, people's behaviour or influence people's behaviour, and that's by either manipulation yeah. or inspiration uh, inspiring people and, and that's the way businesses often are doing really really well not through inspiring but through manipulation mm. which uh, is things like um, promotions and price discounts yeah, special offers and yeah. value added or um, the, the fear message mm -hmm. or uh, aspiration to so it's either the fear of, 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 of it or wanting to be something, and mm -hmm. um, not to be confused with inspiration. It's just I want to feel like I am that person, uh, and then novelty can also known as innovation, which isn't always true innovation. So it, I think it's the way them they all mm -hmm. connect together, isn't it? and and it all keeps on pointing back to the importance of the of your why, your, your, your belief. Yeah, because businesses that operate through manipulation. Um, they're, a, they're, they're a pretty stressful environment, so every morning you come to work thinking, how are we going to get more sales? What, what tricks can we use? What campaigns can we do? How do we get those sales in? Let's get some telemarketers. And it's a, it's a constant stress. Um, whereas businesses that operate by making sure that people understand what their why is, they inspire loyalty. Yeah. Their customers will choose them over and above a cheaper competitor or a new competitor because they are loyal to them, because mm -hmm. they are bought into their why and they feel like they belong to a tribe along with that company. And those sorts of businesses are a lot less stressful to operate. You don't have to keep worrying about where the, the next yeah. um, lot of pennies is, is coming from. And, and I think that that's important in this industry, in the printing industry, because um, we've, had, we've been through many years of you know, price wars, price of companies undercutting each other. And we need to move away from that. And printing companies need to become better at inspiring people with using their why um, to gain loyalty. Because that yeah. is a bit of a problem, isn't it, in the industry? Yeah. I mean, what happens when you are using promotions and fear and, and motivational messages to obtain business, as Amanda says, that becomes a very difficult um, situation to sustain and what you ultimately end up doing 
is by keep doing these promotions and keep offering your buy one, get one free, you just end up commoditizing the products yeah. that you're actually creating. It takes the emotion away. It absolutely does take the emotion away. You know, people people love feeling part of uh, a club. You know, they mm. absolutely do. People bond, band, bind together with a, a common interest like those people that follow a particular band or a particular football team. There's a loyalty that seems to do away with a sort of a rational decision making based on data and information. It, yeah. it extends beyond that. Yeah, because then, then products, then, then badges, then logos. I mean, in, in the book, it, the design talks about, you know, even people having tattoos of Harley Davidson on the shoulder or, or like you said about in the airport and, and you, you walk past someone who's got an apple flipped open and you've got an apple yourself and you find yourself nodding to them and saying hello. Yeah. It's because you've got an app on it's like I, ident- I identify with that person that they've got the same they must have the same beliefs as I have, same with a football club badge or it's that, isn't it, that Yeah, I mean it, it you know, it, it because you define by your why and not by your what yeah. or indeed your how, okay, that 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 affords you um opportunity to diversify into other products more successfully. Yeah. And um, again, in the book, Sinek refers to how Apple, who are defined by their why, have conquered the sort of the portable music industry. Yes. When they were not the first to the market with this technology. They then move into the telephone, sort of, you know, we all know the success of the, the Apple iPhone. Yeah. And, and 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 many other products, smart watches, yeah, yeah. Well, watches, yeah, yeah, watches, you know, wearables as as they're now known yes. as. Whereas other companies have tried to diversify, but because they are fundamentally defined by what they do, they mm. find it incredibly difficult. And he talks about how Dell tried to move into the PDA market and and abandoned it because yeah. everybody knew what would Dell was defined by what they produce. Yes. Not their why. Yeah. Dell produced computers, and and in fact, Apple used to be known as Apple Computers, mm-hmm. and they dropped the word computer became Apple. and just became Apple. So it, it, you know, so we we personally gone all gone through this book and, and we've applied it in our business, but we, we started to touch on there about the printers as well. How how can this help a print business? This 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 book and why we'd recommend. A print business to read this book and maybe try and apply it. So, what 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 are some of the things that we we think there that a print business could could take away from it that could could apply? Well, I think the the big one um, for me is about attracting more customers and not just any old customers, but the right customers. Um, Sinek likes to. Um, reinforce the statement that people don't buy what you do they buy why you do it so it's important that you once you've once you've defined your why that you put that on your website and all your social media platforms and throughout all of your marketing you have to put your why front and center um, so just you know have a review of your website and make sure that it's obvious when somebody lands on there um, that your why is, is front and centre, and they know what you do and why you're doing why you're doing mm. it within a few seconds of landing on there. Yeah. Um, so, in fact, in, in preparation for this podcast episode, um, I had a the idea of 
looking on some printing companies' websites to see whether that was indeed the case or not, how successful companies are at doing that. Um, and, and I actually went on the Print Week top 100 list to, because I thought, well, it might be a nice comparison to look at some of the, the, the most successful large companies. Yeah. Because they've probably got their why splashed yeah, all over. That was our hypothesis, wasn't it? That yeah. they probably all have the why, mm. and, and, and maybe that's why they're successful. That's right. And then, um, so I discussed then doing a bit of a random search yeah. um, of just printers in a certain city and then comparing the two. And the hypothesis, as you say, was that there would be a lot more um, companies in the Print Week Top 100 that yeah. had the Y on there as opposed to the other um, random searches. But actually, um, surprisingly, that, that wasn't the case. Um, I, I, it, I ended up looking at the top 20 to 30 printers and only found a handful where they did have a why that was really obvious on really the website. Clearly communicated. Yeah, and the, yeah. And the rest were not like that at all. So that was quite a, a surprising one. Um, perhaps we can um, discuss the, the, the whys about that in a moment. But yeah. um, do you want me to just give you a few examples yeah. of the, some of the successful yeah, yeah, ones? Yeah, I just took the uh, question out of my mouth there. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the first one was Communities, okay. if I'm saying that right. So the message was very, very clear. As soon as you land on the homepage, you have um, a big slogan that says shaping the future of customer communications. There's a video a little bit further down. You watch that. It's all about how customer communications are changing fast and companies need to stay ahead of the curve. Um, they talk about how they as a company stay ahead of the curve and how they want to help their customers stay ahead of the curve. Yeah. So it was just, you know, really, really obvious that the you know, raison d'etre was to um, be trailblazers to yeah. sort of shape the future of to help their customers be trailblazers. Exactly. And then it bring yeah, bring their customers along with that to make sure that their customers weren't missing out on the using the latest technology mm -hmm. and taking advantage of the latest trends. Um, and in fact, their mission statement, when I looked into that afterwards, is simply to shape the future of com customer communications, which brings all those concepts into one very short mission statement. So they've done a, a great job of communicating their why. Another one was Linny. Um, so they have um, they have two strong messages, actually, which they've merged into one. Their strapline is restless since 1851, which is a, a really great example of how they've taken this concept of being restless and creative and constantly evolving and seeking change. Yeah. And they've combined that with their longevity, the fact that they've been in business since 1851. And you see that message throughout um, all of the website. You know, they, they, they say, if there's one thing we've learned over 160 years, it's the power of change. So you can see they've combined cool. those two things together. Yeah. There's a, a comment from the chairman where he says, um, since our first business, a bookshop in 1851, and then he talks about changing technology and how they play a big part in that. So again, combining these two messages. And they actually, they do a really good, brilliant job of communicating their why. If you go on to the section about their company, they talk about their values and how they've displayed all around their offices. Yeah. They've got examples of charters. Um, they've got like a, a, a values 
charter, a company charter, a manager charter, and a person charter. Like mm. it's called the Healthy Linen Person, Healthy Linen Manager, mm. and they have those displayed everywhere as well. And they reinforce the, the mission and the vision, the values of the company. So they do a great job as well. Um, and then yeah, just just another one. So um, there's a, a company called um, Proco, and um, They've sort of, it's quite cool what they've done. There's a lot of like references to magic and wizardry, which I really like. And, mm. and they're talking about combining print with digital, and that's their forte. They want to bring both these two things together. Yeah. And that, like, you know, sprinkle some fairy dust on it to make it um, more awesome than just print or just digital. Yeah. And they've got like a the Spark Innovation Center where you, you can see this in action and look at the different technologies that, and how they combine with mm. paper. Um, so yeah, so that they're they're really good at communicating that why as well. You know, they, it's about um, taking print, adding digital, sprinkling some fairy dust on top of that. Yeah. So so all of these examples, it, 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 it's it's that thing, isn't it? They're not starting with what what they do. Mm. It's starting with, with with why why they do it, and then further into the website, it sounds like they, they start to then talk about the the the, the how and the what's. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's a, yeah, there's another one actually. Another company, um, Bennett Graphics, um, and they're based in um, Atlanta. Yeah. Um, and they were. Um, I really love what they've done. As soon as you land on the page, it talk, it's talking about transforming ideas into reality. And their mission is very much to get people thinking really creatively about print. And they're there to turn that into reality. Yeah. So dotted throughout everything that they do, every page of the website is about ideas and um, questioning the status quo, questioning the norm, thinking about things more creatively. How can we, yeah. t- you know, turn that into a reality? Um, so yeah, the very very different uh, purposes as well. Those four examples that I've given, they're all they're all different from yeah. each other, and and they could be summed up in a few words. And that's what you need to do. That's how you need to do it. Make it really simple, and drip feed it everywhere. And I know that's something we've been doing with our website, isn't it? We're, we're, we're trying to communicate our make sure we communicate our why and what our values are mm-hmm. as as part of that process. Again, driven driven out of reading this book mm. from, from many years ago, I think, isn't it? And, Absolutely, yeah. And, and then sort of sharing it across the business. And, and, and it, it, it just, I think it just really does help when you're talking to communi- uh, to customers. Mm. And from my personal experience as a customer enrollment manager, it, it does help that you're communicating, this is what we're about, this is, this is first and foremost what we're trying to do, mm. and then the rest of it follows afterwards. Mm. Um, that's cool. So it, it's interesting that that hypothesis then, mm. Uh, you know that we, we expected all the the, the top 100 or, or not all of them, but the majority of them to have that, that queer communication of the why, and, and, and they didn't. No. So I mean, <laughs> I, I guess that relates back then, doesn't it, to the idea that that Senate puts across that the two ways to to change or influence behaviour mm. is either inspire mm-hmm. or or manipulation, and, mm. and so perhaps that the, the, the other sides. As we talked about before, the, the, the other sites that don't have this why, yes, they're very they're successful, they, they recognise as leaders, but maybe that's because they're, it's the promotions that they offer, the pricing, which we talked about earlier, the, the value added that they bring, which mm. is great, and you know, it, 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 it's not saying that that doesn't work, mm. but 
does that make it the right way to do? And, and it still faces that challenge of, of is that breeding loyalty? Mm-hmm. I, I know when I talk to print businesses a lot, that one of the biggest challenges they face is that they, they can lose a contract one day, it goes to the competitor, and a year later it comes back to them, and, and, and it, you know, because they're, and they, they always lose it. it it's, it's all well, they've found out actually that such a place can do it slightly cheaper. We don't even know how they're going to be able to do it cheaper. Maybe they're even doing it as a last leader, um, and, and they lose it. They might bring that contract back later, you know, possibly, but because uh, the customer realizes there was an element of service as well behind behind all of that too. Um, but it, it, it's that's the struggle that, that I think the print business faces. I think we all have identified that. Um, I think all customers, sorry, yeah, all, I correct that, all, all businesses face yes. that with their customers, you know, um, there is such a lot of competition out yeah. there, um, and I talk about how um, your business can be basically copied mm. um, in an instant, your brand can be copied, your price yeah. can be copied, um, so to inspire loyalty, you need to have something something more than that mm. you do need to have i talk about a great customer experience and yeah. about the importance that that goes towards creating um making sure your customers remain loyal mm. but you see that customer experience comes from your own people okay yes. and to to get them to deliver a phenomenal customer experience your own people need to understand your why yeah also um i mean the the, the other thing i mean we, we talked about um and maybe we'll we'll pursue that thought uh, um a bit more um yeah. in a moment but we talked about how it how by having a, an overriding why within your business um people might call it sometimes a strategy yeah okay it, um, I know if you've got something that does something fit into our strategy or does it fit into our why, it helps you when making decisions. Most definitely. Um, I mean, if you if you were to ask any successful entrepreneur about why they did something, I would imagine that they'll say, well, it was just a gut instinct, it felt right. Mm-hmm. Now, um, and it was nothing to do with with the the data or the information because we all know that if you know you can have too much data and it doesn't actually help you in making that decision sometimes it can make it it can make it worse or you cannot have enough data and not having that final piece of information can fundamentally influence whether you go a or b and also decisions are often made based on the what's relative to that person mm. Sinek talks about the, um, you know, buying a, choosing a Ferrari or an, an MPV. Well, which is best? You could put what's fantastic on the website about them, but it's relative to what the person actually, what's important to them. If they've got a family of six people, yeah. a Ferrari is no good. Yes. But it's very hard, you know, we talk about gut instinct and Sinek says, well, it's, I'll tell you something, it's nothing to do with your stomach. Yeah. Gut instinct is... It's very much how you feel, and that feel is comes very much from that emotional part of your brain. And um, you made a, a comparison earlier yeah. on about how the golden circle mirrors the way that the human brain 
works. Yes. And that sort of feeling in the centre is um, it's when you say why do you you know why do you uh, why do you love someone and you try and articulate why. Yeah, love them. And you can start to try and describe, well, it's because they're really, you know, they're really interesting or they're really funny. Well, other people can be interesting and funny, but it doesn't actually quite describe that that why, because that comes from that feeling right mm. in the centre. And we try our best to to articulate, which is the what, to describe what that feeling is, because it's so very, very difficult mm. to describe that that why. It's much, it's much. Uh, Fuzzier. I thought there was a really great example of of how people can get it wrong when they're trying to describe um, what it is that's great about a particular product, yeah. and how that can send a company down the wrong track when advertising and, and promoting their product. And he talks about washing powder. I don't know if you remember that from the book. <laughs> and he says that for many years, washing powder. Um, uh, pr providers said that what people want, because they'd asked them, was their whites to be whiter and their brights to be brighter. And um, so they focused their campaigns on saying, well, our product does this, and they're holding it up, holding the t-shirt up to the That's light, right. yeah, yes. showing it up to the, the, the sunlight and and um, and so on, and everyone's saying, yeah, that's that's really great, and we've got this additive, and so on so on says, we've got this additive. But, but the actual what made people really like their, their washing powder was actually not how it looked. Nobody took it out and held it up to the sunlight. They picked it up and they smelt it. And it was how it made them feel. Yeah. But they couldn't describe that. It made it, so it came out as, we want the whites whiter and the brights brighter. Mm. And that, that piece of understanding of that why, that feeling, fundamentally changed um, that part of the industry. So having a why helps you make a decision and do not rely on data. I mean, entrepreneurs, I, I, they will say that they'll be very open to say when they've made a wrong decision, it's often because somebody else said, well, all of this, this data and information backs up that we should do that. And they said, well, I know it was wrong, but they couldn't articulate why yeah, it was wrong. Totally wrong. Yeah. So an interesting thing there about it is um, in, in another book that I've read, actually, um, called The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle, and, and he talks about listening to your feelings as a, as, as a key thing and, and you, you when you get that 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 spider sense that the spider sense is tingling or that gut feeling what what it is is it's your subconscious the theory is it's your subconscious just doesn't know how to communicate in a fact way that this is wrong or this is right and so when you when you get that that, that goose pimple feeling or something like that and that's your subconscious trying to tell your body this is the right thing to do, or this is the wrong thing to do. And mm. it's because it's warm and fuzzy. It's that it thing you, we just don't know how to tap into it properly, but it does drive. And I would, so many I would, I would, I would suggest that there are many people out there listening to this who can pinpoint something, a decision that they made yeah. against their instincts yeah. that turned out. To be a disaster. Yeah, we can all think of them. Mm. So having that that why to fall back on, that, it it helps you with that. I mean, we we internally we have a uh, an ethos, and uh, one of those ethos items is called to make high velocity decisions. Yes, and that is to to actually uh, encourage you to to think of go with your gut instinct. Yeah. you know.
Sinek talks about how teachers say to children when you're completing a multiple choice um, exam, says, go with which one you're drawn to first. Because yeah. that's normally right, because it's all part of that, that feeling, and that feeling comes in the center, central part of your brain yeah. and your why. Yeah, so the, the, it, you touched on about your employees needing to understand your why as well. I think it is important to just briefly mention that as well because that's I think that's the, the other main point in the book isn't it it's, mm. it's about attracting the right customers but it's also about attracting the right employees um, it, you know if, if, if an employee is bought into your why then they will stay loyal and they will um, provide a better customer experience yes that's really important and particularly in the printing industry where we have a bit of a talent crisis and we're struggling to attract younger people it's even more important that we define that why and then we promote it in our job adverts. So you need to construct your job adverts so that it, it attracts the right people. Um, and um, So again, it's about communicating your beliefs in your job adverts. Yes. Not necessarily the... And you've, yeah, in the interviews as well yeah. and when you're doing your induction process and, and all that type of thing. And... and um, you will have, um, your, your staff will stay around for longer and they'll do a better job. So that's really important, particularly for attracting the younger generation. Yeah, we've looked at that before, haven't we? And we've seen how the, there's a change now in the way that people look for um, look for new positions. Mm. You know, that before it was it all came down to the interview. Yeah. Um, well, just like when a customer is buying a product, they've done such a lot of research on you to, to decide whether or not you're the type of company they want to buy from. Yeah. But by the time they make a connection with you, they've probably already made a decision. And there's there's lots of um, you know uh, yeah. articles out there about that that yeah. buying process. Well, the same is when you're attracting new staff. Mm. You know, they've seen the job application, and then they look into you. Do you seem the type of company that they want to to work for? And it, it's nothing to do with what you produce, and it's nothing to do with how you produce it. It's to do with your culture, your vibe. Um, you know, are you the type of company that I identify with? Mm. So, you know, there, you know, your staff are almost, it's in the same way of attracting new customers is attracting your staff. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, and I think uh, that, that why as well, it, it, it helps employees as well, as you touched on there, Amanda, in, in terms of it helps employees of your business to make decisions as well. Mm. Because, because if they know what the, the why is, I mean, the, the, what the why is of the business, they can then make decisions that mm. to, does that fit in with, with the business's why or, or our values. Because you've got your why and your, your values all around that, and that's why the, the companies like Apple and like Virgin and uh, and Southwestern Airlines and well, companies like Zappos, you know, Zappos, the yeah. shoe retailer yeah. we talked about before in our customer experience um, presentations. Yeah. They, you know, their why is, is fundamental to their organisation, and it, it it empowers their their employees to to go that extra mile. Yeah, they feel empowered. That's the thing, and they're making the right decision. And if if they've made a wrong decision, they can learn from it anyway. But they're going in the right direction. Mm. Um, and I think it, it, it really helps in, in, in a project, in, in, in running your business. That's why 
the, the businesses are all aligned. You know, the, the difference it talks about it in the book is the difference between a, a community and a company. There is no difference because they're both made up of a group of people with with a common set of values and beliefs. Mm. Yeah, very true. Cool. Um, so, um, um, well, it's, it, we all we all know, don't we, that that the having that why and, and creating that that community feeling as well, that, that where people feel they belong, that then helps to uh, you know talks about in the book about how that then helps to um, create a feeling of um, of trust as well. Because mm-hmm. um, you, you you've got that identify and creating feeling of trust, and when when you with people you trust, you're more likely to take a risk and explore and uh, and you feel happier. Uh, and, and again, it, it's for employees, if you've got happy employees, mm-hmm. you touched on it, Keith, as well, that it, it leads to a better customer experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the, the, there are different ways, I think, throughout the business, aren't there, that, mm-hmm. throughout, throughout the book that you could apply to your business, and we have done mm-hmm. as well. So well, let's just um, go back to the book then a little bit. Uh, in specific areas of the book that kind of really spoke out to you, or you know that you you, you remember from that book. Mm, I mean, I, I you know it's, it talks about examining have you as a business have you lost your why, and um, without a doubt, when any company starts, you know you've got your um, the, the the original founder, they will have had their why. And that would have been very, very clear. And that that resonates with me because I've been with I've been with Darston from when it was a very, very small company. Yeah. And we knew our why, and that's pretty normal for small companies because yeah. they have they become a small, close-knit family. Mm-hmm. And it's very easy to ensure that, that why just sort of flows through the, the organization mm-hmm. and uh, and and I remember those days, you know, you, you knew every company, you dealt with them. I mean, we were so small, we'd do the programming, we'd do the installations and we'd do the the training and the selling and we did everything. We did our yeah. own cleaning, you know, um, but we knew what our purpose was, you know, it was, to, it was really it was to help our customers to get to make them better, to, yeah. to let them be, use their technology and be smarter and, and to achieve more, you know, that's... It, it went through everything we did. Yeah. You know, we didn't. It wasn't about providing MIS systems. We never really thought of that. It was about helping customers, yeah. and that ran through us. And Sinek suggests that as a company gets bigger, that's a huge challenge. As you know, we're told that as a as the person in charge, and you as you grow, you've got to appoint deputies and have people further down to carry out different roles because yeah. you can't do it all anymore, Mr. Managing Director. You know, you've got to have other people. But how do they buy into the the why? Why why did you start that company in the first place? Mm. And I think that that was a really good part of the book. And I'm sure that there were many leaders out there. Um, running their business, that they'll look at that and go, you know what, I, I really need to go back and start making sure that our why is um, is yeah, communicated. You can remember that part of the chapter that the book is that you can lose your why because you just lose your way. Yes. But also you can lose your why because of a split as well. That somebody leaves the business, like Apple, yes. when Steve, Steve Jobs left, yes. he was ousted by someone he uh, took on to, to help him with the how, yes, and, and, and actually it talks in there as well, 
back to that manipulation thing that they actually manipulated that person to join him rather than 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 trying to identify his beliefs and then Steve Jobs left. Now that person became the leader. I forget his name. I yeah, I can't remember his name actually as well. <laughs> he, he was became, in the movie, wasn't he? He, he, he became the leader, didn't he? Mm, but yeah. he was he was leading it as a business, not with the inspiring and, and Apple lost yeah. their 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 why and their way and they kept on trying to bring people in to, to, to get back to what Apple was and it was only when Steve Jobs came back. And that's that it's, that's another thing, you know, he, he Sinek talks about how uh, good leaders have the natural ability to communicate their why. So just on what you were saying there, Ross, you can be the head of a company, yeah. you know, through circumstance. Yeah. You can be the leader. You can. It could be through family ownership. It could through, through the way you've navigated your way through the corporate ladder. Yeah. But there's a, a, a huge difference between being the leader and actually leading. Mm. Leading is, is altogether different. It means that if, if you're able to lead, others will, will follow. Yeah. Not because they have to follow you or because they're being paid. It's because they want to follow you. Yeah. And when they follow, um, because those when they, the, the leaders are able to create a trust, you talked about it a few moments ago, that the, those followers, they trust the decisions that are being made, mm. that are being made in the interest of the whole organization. And that creates for them uh, a feeling of, uh, of purpose, yeah. a higher purpose over and above just doing a job. And those people who follow, well, therefore, they work harder because they believe it's for a, a greater good. Yes. It gives them a, a higher purpose, and as well as these these leaders. Um, again, I think you talked about it a moment ago. And also, you, it creates that you need the the how person. You yeah. just mentioned it there in the in the this story about Apple about the how person. Yeah, the book talks about the fact that you you can't just have a leader. You need all three parts of that golden circle actually within the company. So you've got your leader in the centre, who's who's the why. They mm. communicate why. They give the organisation the purpose. But you also need how people. So, mm. so we, we talk about um, needing an executor, don't we, when you talk about your automation culture and how to have success, uh, successful technology projects. Um, Keith talks about how you need um, your visionary to communicate the why of the project, but you need your executors. And that fits in with the, the how person in Sam's next book. Um, it could be a person. It could be a team of executors. Mm. And the, the the staff are the what yeah. as well. So each of the the, the parts of the organisation make up this golden circle as well. So it fits very much with with what we've talked about in with an automation culture. Yeah, I mean, as you said, there is a lot of overlap there, and, and um, I loved the bit in the book because um, you know that we we also as part of our successful automation, we talk about the concept of a shift left culture. And, and uh, the only reason I mention this is because this epitomizes that. And um, there was a, a visit by some US um, uh, engineers uh, from the vehicle manufacturing industry. They were making a visit to a Japanese um, factory to see how they made the cars. As you know, the Japanese were well known for their, their, um, their sort of uh, focus on efficiency. Yeah. And um, towards the end of the production line, uh, where the doors were were being installed, 
sort of the um, in an American production line that uh, they they had a person with a rubber mallet that would give the doors a little bit of a tap to make sure that they fit properly. And and when these American engineers went to the Japanese factory, they failed. They, they didn't have this person. And they were a little bit puzzled by this, so they, they asked their Japanese counterparts, what do you do to make sure the doors fit? And they looked at them and said, well, we, we designed the doors so that they fit right in the first place. Yeah. And that, for me, epitomised my shift left culture, where I say that try and avoid, when a problem comes down your workflow, try and avoid putting somebody or some technology in place to, to try and um, correct the problem. You should go further left through the production line and, and, and find out what's causing it. And and whilst it perhaps um, it, you know it comes back to why you're there, you know it, it absolutely does. You know why you actually there. produce cars, design them well. Yeah, yeah. No, it's, 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 it's such a good example, and, mm -hmm. that, um, and it fits very nice when that shift worked out here. So um, so yeah. Uh, so I think one of the, the other uh, parts of the um, for me, mm -hmm. of, of the book, it is the very last chapter actually, um, which talks about um, the, the new competition. The actual, the, the, it's only a four-page chapter, but it, the, it's called the new competition. It's a, the headline of that is what the subtitle is: "If you follow your why, then others will follow you." And it, it, it spoke out to me because it was very much about stop worrying about what your competitors are doing. And how much they're charging, and, and what their features are, and, and, and what, and, and just concentrate on your why. And it, 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 it's a very sort of specific thing. You said, "What if some the next time someone asks who's your competition, we can reply and say, well, I don't really know who my direct competition is. I've no idea.' And they say, "Well, what makes you better than your competition?" It, it's, it's well, we're, we're not better than them in all cases, but. What, what, I, what I can tell you is we focus on, on our why, we, we focus on being better ourselves all the time um, because the work we're doing now is better than the work we were doing six months ago and, and kind of approach it on that because you, you're following your why and I just really like that whole last chapter, I thought it was a, um, it, it is very true and we, we've talked about it in the past, you know, we, we, we try to lead the way, we don't want to copy what people do, we, we want to with what we feel is right. Yeah, I mean, with, I, with our 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 own minds. I was I was told many 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 years ago now that uh, you know know your competition. Yeah, but don't become obsessed yes. with competition. Mm. So yeah, so I, I think that brings us to a bit of a conclusion. Really, it's, uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure we could talk all day about this book, but um, let, let's uh, let's wrap it up there. And uh, thank you very much for your time today, Amanda no and Keith. And, thank um, you. Uh, hope uh, everyone who's listened has, has, um, has got some value out of that. So um, thanks to everyone for listening. Um, you can check more out more about Fasten and our why and uh, on the Fasten blog in, in the show notes, or you can even drop me an email as well at ross.edwards.fasten.com. Uh, and if anyone would like to take part uh, in, in the podcast uh, or you know, join me to talk, talk about something they're passionate about, it could help companies in our fantastic industry, then let me know. We'd love to hear from you. So until the next episode, goodbye and thanks for listening.